Welcome to Spectacular Slovakia, the travel podcast in which we explore the best that Slovakia has to offer, whether it's culture, food, mountains, or spas. My name is Anna Fay, and today I'm joined by fellow American Tali Schoborg Varney, a counselor and an aromatherapist who will talk about yoga, meditation, and yes, you guessed it, aromatherapy on this week's episode of Spectacular Slovakia. Welcome, Tali. Well, thank you. It's great to be here, Anna. Yes. Well, thank you for agreeing to impart your yoga and aromatherapy wisdom. I'm very excited. I think I'll learn a lot today. Great. <laughs> um, so first, let's learn a little bit about you and how you ended up here. So what first brought you to Bratislava and what were some first impressions you had of the city? Well, my husband and I work for a conglomeration of international schools called QSI. So we actually moved here from China with our two small children who were ages one and two at the time. And we moved to work at the American school here. And we were really excited. Bratislava is a terrific post to have. And that was seven years ago now. So now I work at the school as a counselor and I teach IB psychology. And I guess my first impressions of the city were, uh, it, it's so vibrant and it's so beautiful and the architecture. We were shocked at how cold the first winter was coming from Southern China. We oh, learned right. pretty quickly. <laughs> and we also learned really quickly that uh, people in Slovakia are very hardy. Like no matter what the weather, people are outside running and playing and just enjoying every season. And we love that. And I also noticed that people were really good looking. So that was, <laughs> that's something that I continue to, to enjoy is just the aesthetics of the city and the way that people really take care of themselves. And everyone just seems to be having a great time all the time. Well, you just made a lot of people feel really good about themselves. So good start. <laughs> um, okay. And so I have purchased many aromatherapy candles and shower gels, sort of lotions. Um, but I have never spoken with an aromatherapist before. So can you explain what you do? Absolutely. So I do think there's some confusion about what an aromatherapist actually does, because of course, there's a lot of products on the market. Some are better quality than others. But really, the main job of an aromatherapist is to customize blends, uh, blends of essential oils to accommodate individual clients. And we do this for either aesthetic purposes, relaxation therapy, or physical health issues. Aromatherapists usually work in either a medical clinic or a spa, or uh, like a mindfulness center. Uh, they can also do body work such as massage, such as steams, different things that the client needs. I wanted to touch on that many of the products in the stores that you mentioned, such as candles, shower gels, lotions, uh, many of those products don't have true essential oils, or if they do, they may just smell nice, but not actually have enough essential oil in them to really mm -hmm. be effective, or it may not be organic. So it's really important to read the label of what you're purchasing. And it's also important to recognize that there are no real bargains in aromatherapy. If something is really cheap, it's cheap for a reason. Okay. Uh, but still, if you enjoy the fragrance of something, like if you enjoy the fragrance of a scented candle... Uh, it can still have a positive emotional effect, even if it's not true essential oil. I still just like a scented candle. Okay, so candles are still okay? Oh, I think so, okay, absolutely. Cool. <laughs> um, and so are there many aromatherapists in Bratislava that you know of? 
So I have to say that I, I am the only aromatherapist that I know of, although I would assume with the popularity of aromatherapy that there would be more. But I did my aromatherapy certification through a program in Canada years ago, and then I also took university courses. So, And this was back when I was in the United States. So I, I don't know of any programs like that here in Slovakia, but I would imagine if there aren't any now, there will be quite soon because I think it's gaining popularity. Mm, yeah, I've definitely seen that as well. Um, and so can you sort of walk us through a typical aroma therapy session with you? What would a person um, who's doing it for the first time, what should they expect? Okay, so that's a great question. Firstly, if you came in to see me, I would get some background into your health conditions, such as what medications you're taking, are you currently suffering from any illnesses, any sort of chronic pain, what medications have you taken in the past, what's your diet like, how are you sleeping, how are you eating, your current lifestyle, sort of what's going on in your life that may be causing you to feel like you need to see an aromatherapist. These things can be positive or negative. Maybe you are feeling overwhelmed with school, or maybe you're having trouble focusing, or maybe you're having chronic lower back pain, whatever it might be. And I would also discuss with you about your goals. What are you hoping to get out of the session? And then we would talk about specific essential oils that could potentially help with what you need about their benefits, and absolutely spend a lot of time talking about the way to use them. Because I think uh, essential oils can be either overused or underused, and both of those, if they're underused, they're not really doing their job, and if they're overused, that can potentially be actually quite dangerous. Uh, so then I will create a custom blend or blends based upon what you need. And then if there's a need for bodywork treatment, such as a steam or such as a massage, then we talk about that as well. Okay, that's cool. It's sort of like a cool little laboratory you've got going. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, at, at our house, I have uh, the kids call it, my kids call it the potions room. And that's where I have all my aromatherapy blends and my massage table and just a, a place to to continue to practice my craft. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, so, of course, cost is always a concern. Um, so how much would a typical session cost? And uh, where can people seeking this therapy go uh, besides to you? <laughs> okay. So I think, in, in fact, I think the, the place that I know the best is a place that I volunteer at as an aromatherapist, which is the Brighter Life Center, and it's an old town. And as to the cost, it depends. They have a bunch of different packages you can get. The initial cost of purchasing the blends, like if you met with me and and we created some essential oil blends for you, that initial cost may seem high, potentially 40 euros or 60 euros on the outset. But to be instructed and supported in how to use them safely and to figure out what essential oils you like and work well with your body, I think it's it's a great value for the money because even a small blend can go a long way. I would say in terms of other places to get aromatherapy in the city, I'm just not that familiar with what other organizations might offer, but I do know at the Brighter Life Center, they, they do a good job of being quite careful with what your health issues might be, and what sort of oils can contraindicate those. Um, okay, so yeah, it seems like uh, maybe um, not that much goes a long way when it comes to the oils and this sort of thing that you do. Um, so can you explain some of the benefits of aromatherapy? Why should we do this? Okay, so absolutely. So aromatherapy, essential oils can be inhaled, they can be used topically, they can be used uh, in a diffuser in the room, and it really benefits the mind, the body, and the spirit. So I've created blends, like I was mentioning, everything from, from bruises to nightmares. It can be used to give energy or to calm anxiety, to give better sleep, improved focus, any kind of physical ailment that you may have. 
uh, essential oil blends can be used, they can either be used alone as something that you're using primarily, or they can be used in support of medically prescribed treatments. An example would be, say you are undergoing chemotherapy and you're having a lot of nausea, I can create an essential oil blend that would help to combat that nausea. So to see an aromatherapist and learning about dosage and indications, because not every oil is for every person, like uh, for pregnant women, for small children and babies, or for elderly people, they really need to be treated quite differently than typical healthy adults. And this is something that I spend a lot of time focusing on is what is going to be effective, but what is also going to be safe. And I think in terms of the benefits of aromatherapy, I think for for people who have introduced aromatherapy into their own lives, I don't think they ever go back. I don't think they ever stop using it because there are so many benefits and, and everything is positive about it. Yeah, I think it would be great just to like smell nice all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And actually, do you have like a favorite scent that you use for yourself? Um I do. I do. So one of my favorite scents, and actually you shouldn't use it when you're pregnant, but one of my favorite scents is jasmine. Jasmine. Okay. Yes. And I love a blend of jasmine and lemongrass is a really nice blend. It's a nice sort of energy blend. And then I have a winter spray that I use in my office. And what I love is is when I use it in my office, students will come in and they'll say, oh, it smells so good in here. And it just gives them a nice feeling, right? Because yeah. as soon as you smell something that that feels good to you and smells good to you, you immediately start to feel relaxed or refreshed. And it's very positive. Yeah, I feel refreshed just hearing about it. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, aromatherapy, we love it. It's great. Um, but there's also other beneficial practices like yoga and meditation. Uh, so can you tell our listeners where they can go to practice yoga and meditation in Bratislava? So I would say, again, uh, working for a place that truly has bilingual services, again, I'm sure that there are others, but the Brighter Life Center does a good job of having classes in English and classes in Slovak. It is known for providing all of their activities in both of those languages. They also offer English yoga classes twice a day, every day of the week. And they also offer meditation, uh, this heartfulness meditation that you can actually get your certification in. And that's offered twice a week and free of charge. So you can experience heart-based meditation. Um, and this is the idea of meditation. I think people are pretty familiar with yoga, but the idea of meditation is it has been really, it's really started to be adopted in the corporate world and also adopted into schools. Uh, so if you look at the website brighterlife.sk, you can learn all of their activities. I also wanted to say that I think in terms of where you can find yoga classes, it seems that yoga is so popular that I think really throughout the city, like if you look mm -hmm. in your suburb, if you look in your in your village, I know I live out in Dunajska Luzhna and we have a yoga studio there. We have a Pilates studio. There's a lot of these fitness places that I think there really is someone something for everyone right down the street, which is so terrific. Yeah, I I think also the Indian embassy provides free yoga classes. Absolutely. And I've heard great things about those classes. Yeah, I think that would be awesome to go to. Uh, so why should we do yoga and meditate and be mindful? <laughs> okay, so I, I think there's a lot of reasons, but a couple of the good reasons are that both yoga and meditation are designed to be practiced just by anyone with any background. Like no matter who you are, you can get into it. Many times people think when I talk about mindfulness, when we talk about yoga, meditation, people connect it to a specific faith, but this really isn't the case. It's really designed for people seeking contentment, seeking a better connection to themselves and their surroundings, and better awareness of what is important and what to let go of. And there's there are different guided meditations you can even listen to online, and it's great to 
to, I always say, set your intention. You know, as you wake up in the morning, you think about, how do I want this day to go? Who, who do I want to be today? How do I want to come across to others? What sort of interactions do I want to have? And I think that deliberate intention and that few minutes of mindfulness can really get your head straight for the day and, and help you to just have a terrific experience. And being a teacher of psychology, we talk about research that there's been a number of research studies on the effects of meditation and mindfulness actually in schools and with children. And schools that have implemented it have over time seen a great reduction in both student illness and behavior issues. So I think it's really powerful to teach children one of the ways to happiness that we know is, is happiness is self-control. And happiness is, is knowing your own intention and your own positive intention. And I think mindfulness and yoga in these kinds of ways of, of, of teaching yourself this self-control, it just really helps you to have a good life. What I really like about meditation is that it can be done anywhere. It can be done as a short break at work. It can be done at home. It can be done for a few minutes before a stressful event. It's really an effective emotional tool to have in your toolbox. Yeah, that's great. I've, I've tried it a couple times. Mm-hmm. Sometimes successfully, sometimes it, it has turned into a nap. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's quite common. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It takes practice. Um, but yeah, I, I could definitely recommend it too. And yoga, I think is great. But I will say it's harder than it looks. Yes. Because whenever I um, pass by yoga classes, they look so zen and in control, but it's uh, like really works your core. It's like really strengthens you. So it's a great great thing to do but yeah definitely harder than it looks <laughs> absolutely and i think i think yoga can range from simple exercises to really more involved like you're talking about like certain yoga classes aren't really for those with compromised immune systems like hot yoga uh, it's important, I think, when you go to a class, typically they have classes listed, I've noticed in Bratislava, is beginner, intermediate, advanced, and then hatha yoga, hot yoga, all of these different kinds. And you can you can either email them or else go and see the instructor and say, hey, this is who I am, this is how long I've been practicing, or I've got this knee issue, or I've got this or that. And then they can help you to be sure that you get mo- the most out of the class at your level. Because okay, because I think yeah. nobody likes to be in a class where you feel like, wow, this isn't really exercise because it's too easy. And nobody likes to be in a class where you feel stressed out and foolish because you can't do any of the poses. Right, right. Yeah, okay. So basically anyone can do it. There's varying levels and... Absolutely. Oh, that's Absolutely. good to hear. Um, so you mentioned hot yoga, which mm-hmm. uh, I believe is that the yoga when you're in an incredibly warm room and you're supposed to sweat all the, Absolutely. the toxins out. And so that's available in Broadway? Yes, and I think there are several different studios that that do the hot yoga and they have different types of yoga. So what I would encourage everyone to do is really looking up online different studios and check out what's the best for you. And I think even as someone who is a foreigner, I think we we often have a tendency to look for, you know, look for the classes that are in English and look for things that are comfortable for us. And, And I support that. But I also think if you have a local yoga studio that has yoga in Slovak, I think then just learn those Slovak phrases and go get them. Yeah, you'd have a very like Zen vocabulary. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, and so my last question. Uh, I was scrolling down Facebook uh, the other day, and I saw that my aunt tried something called goat yoga, <laughs> when the goats actually uh, crawl or like uh, yeah crawl onto your back and they just sort of stand there. <laughs> I'm guessing that's not available in Slovakia, or have you have you heard about this at all? So I haven't heard about it formally. I'll bet, though, you might be able to find a farmer who could yeah, lend you a couple of goats and just goats. see what happens. All right. Great. Well, yeah, maybe I'll give that a go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much, Tally. You have brought some zen into the studio. So thank you for talking to us. Oh, thank you so much, Hannah. It's just been a pleasure. Thanks for listening. If you like traveling around Slovakia and have recommendations you would like to share with our listeners, let us know at spectator at spectator.sk or on Facebook. For full information about traveling in Slovakia, visit shop.spectator.sk to buy our spectacular Slovakia travel guides. This podcast is available on spectator.sk, SoundCloud, or iTunes. This was Spectacular Slovakia with Anna Faye, brought to you by the Slovak Spectator, Slovakia's English-language newspaper. Music